guys and welcome back to another episode of the nursing handover you have your favorite dynamic duo jerry and diane yes guys so lovely to be with you today yes um, go on go on Gigi. take it away I'll say, sorry about last week we had some things that we had to attend to so you know we're back with another episode now hope you guys didn't miss us too much <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what episode this is. Episode 13, isn't it? I think yeah, yeah. 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 Episode 13. Thank God we're filming on Thursday, not on Friday. Thank God. Pardon? Thank God we're filming it on a Thursday. You know, episode episode 13 on the Thursday, not episode 13 on the Friday, you know, superstition mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, let's keep it away from that. Yes. All good luck in order. How has oh, your yeah. last week and a bit been? Since we last okay. Do you know what? It's been all right. It's just work is quite busy. Mm-hmm. It's just that you've got a lot of long-term patients and kind of seeing the same faces and the babies are just stagnant. They're not moving anywhere. But I think yeah. that in it is a bit frustrating. But, you know, I'm on a countdown, which I'll reveal at some point. I'm on a countdown. So it's, it's fine. It's good. I can deal with it. That's great. And you, and you, Gigi, guys, was the birthday girl this week. <laughs> yes, I was. I've had such a great birthday. Thank you to everyone who wished me a happy birthday. Lots of love and all of that. But no, it's been great. It's been a great week. I can't believe like, today's Thursday. I'm really upset because that means I'm going back to work on Monday. And oh. the week is still not over. I should have taken yeah. two weeks. At least your annual leave has dragged though give it that like it's the day has gone slow has it Honestly, yeah, it's only thursday mm, true true it could be monday tomorrow and then back to work next week and then no we'll be back in any soon <gasps> no guys my secondment is over i have two weeks left and i'm back to any so let's see what happens watch this space guys Let's let's wait and see. So talking about any, talking about NICU, talking about pediatrics, adults, geriatrics, everything. everything. <laughs> What's the most common thing you're gonna find in any of these every years that's happening now? <laughs> that's my fake drum roll. Let's see how people like it. Um. It's going to be doctors changing, guys. The docs, the docs, the docs, the docs. So doctors are, have finished, some of them finished their first year, some are starting their training, some are moving on to the next part of their, of their training, their, pro, their programs. Yeah. So you will find that in your different areas, you are being faced with a rotation of new medical staff. Yeah. And I think this is the moment in time that you're saying goodbye to the people that you've grown such relationships and special connections with as they embark on their new journeys. And obviously, guys, like, we wish you well. Because I know we probably have a few doctors that listen in as well. Yes. And medical students. So, you know, we wish you well that as you guys embark on this next journey and next chapter, that you guys will flourish and remain doing well. Amen. But, yeah, it's also unnerving for us nurses because you don't know who you're about to get. Yes. I mean... Do you know what? I feel sorry for doctors because when you come into an area where people have been there for a really long time, mm. they know the place inside out, they know every system, they know 
every prescription they know how things work like off top of their head yeah and you're new sometimes i'm not gonna lie some nurses show no mercy none yeah. i've witnessed it myself that's not even just nurses no. i think for doc i mean sorry not doctor not oh, mix up all my words not even just for doctors i think that's nurses like you know when the veterans have been there for a long while they take no prisoners their furniture, those people that are literally the furniture. Boy, oh boy. So, I'd say like, as Gigi said, it is very daunting when doctors do come on that are new. And I think a lot of the time, from my own personal experience with the doctors, when they come on the rotation, they have no clue about the area. Like they, they know they have to do it as part of their training, but they don't. Some of them don't have an interest in this area. Yeah, some of them are very novice. Like mm-hmm. so, they're literally just plodding along. And I can't lie, it can be very scary because you have to go to them for advice. You have to go to them to discuss your patient. You have to go to them if you need to escalate a concern. And if they don't know what they're doing, it is a bit. I'm about to swear, but it's a bit, you know, crap in that sense. <laughs> I'm being blunt with it, but it really is because it's the same way that if they come up to us and we don't know anything, we then we're both blank. Yeah. It's kind of like being a student nurse all over again, like being moved yeah. from placement to placement. And like just when you've gotten used to a place, it's now time for you to leave and go on to something else. And then you've got to start all over again, essentially like build those relationships with the staff, People then will then learn to respect you and so forth and so forth. It's quite daunting. Mm. It really is. Um, I would say because I work in NICU, mm-hmm. it's very specialist. Yeah. So there's a lot they're expected to do. Yeah. And I think we always have this conflict of what can the nurse do, what can the doctor do? Yeah. Always. But I think like in A&E... I think the nurse, the nurse and doctor gap is quite is merged because you have to work together. And also, like you said, the nurses can run that department inside out. So if anything, you go to them. Because what I've found from talking to some of my colleagues on the wards, like there's definitely a hierarchy. Like doctors are up here and nurses are here. Mm-hmm. Whereas in A&E, you're all on the same playing field because you don't know what's coming through that door and you don't know what you're going to have to do. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's probably like the only different thing from working in such a acute, busy department. Not saying that NICU and other places aren't busy, but I think it's where you just don't know. You, like the uncertainty yeah, but, is very real. But I still think it's the same thing because overall we're a team. Yeah. We're not separate to the outside world. Mm-hmm. But we all know that when you're in your area, you're the nurses, you're the doctors, in the sense that you're each other's to your your team and you're their their team, mm-hmm. and you do have to kind of mesh and be like a jigsaw to give yeah. the best care. I think for me, the point I would say that we have is a lot of the time we have knowledge that they mm-hmm. need. Yeah, and to me, my argument is okay, the nurses maybe are running the department or they know as much as this or the, doc- the doctors come to the nurses or we're not being paid like them. Yeah. 
So for me, and this might sound lazy, so in the comments, say how you think you feel. But to me, I'm a nurse, so I'm going to do what a nurse does. Yes, there's certain things I will do. I will go above and beyond because I can and I want to do it. Mm-hmm. But there's certain skills that I believe if I'm expected to learn this skill or to carry out this skill on a regular basis, then they should pay me more for it. Oh no, so that, I, I totally believe. Like you should be something that a doctor skills. is doing. You know, so for example, you have situations where people are being taught to cannulate all the time. Like that's a normal thing being taught to cannulate mm. in some areas. And anyone that's not medical cannulation is basically putting a needle in a person. Yeah. Um, Just to make it clear, guys, we do not leave the actual needle in people. In the we leave a plastic yeah. catheter. Yes, yes, that's, that's very important. Because <laughs> people always seem to think that we just leave needles in people in front of it, and that's not, no. It's a plastic tube, you remove the needle, it's just the tube that's inside. Amen. So that's the skill that people are taught. Same in our area, we have um, central line, and patients are, have central lines inserted. So, for example, a long line, which goes mm-hmm. straight, into, straight into the vein of a baby. This line can last like three months. It's the quickest mm-hmm. way to get any kind of fluid in, and it's very deemed very safe. Yeah. Now, one of the things that nurses do is they redress those lines. Yeah. That would normally be a doctor's job. Yeah, for those lines, yes. Yeah. So, you know, you think that's where I can conflict for me is how much doctor stuff are nurses starting to do. Yeah. And we're not being paid like them to do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't even know why I've gone with this, with this topic, but that's where I'm at with it. No, yeah. but I think it makes sense. It's like, for example, even like certain healthcare's, a lot of them could go above and beyond and probably do as much as the nurses do, sometimes even more, depending on where they, where they work. But okay, yeah, hey, band too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like they've gotten all the trainers to do everything, and you know that's that's all that they're getting. I think it's obviously you want to. If you're not going to be paid for it, there's no point in doing it because you won't be paid for it. But then if you do have like, if you do want to do it, and you're trained to do it, why not? Yeah, but I think in terms of like bridging the gap between nurses and doctors, I think especially when they come to a new department, a lot of them try to assert some a type of, of authority, and yes. then very quickly that they you're like no 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 honey no 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 we don't do that around here we act like this yes so we face that in NICU as well because I know in Amy we faced it quite a few times right now what right now. There's certain doctors on the wood. You know, they come, they don't look at them. Yeah. Because they're never going to chat the utmost goodness knows what. Yeah. Because they want to show that they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Or it's the blind leading the blind. Yeah. So tip number one. Tip number one, from a nurse to a doctor, tip number one, be humble coming into an area. Oh, 100%. Be humble and be polite. Because... You may have swallowed the textbook for, ni- for Niku, but trust me, when you're at delivery of a premature baby and you need to act in that moment, you're looking at people that have the experience. So you're looking at. Yeah. And if you're knowledgeable, share your knowledge. Yeah. Amazing. Teach. Amazing. Ask. Amazing. But don't come and think, 
I'm the Don Corleone, you know? 100%. I'm going I'm to come and, and sprout all this knowledge and make all these things and do all these things mm-hmm. and forget that you're new to an area, you're new to an environment and you're, you're joining a team that's very established. A lot of these, a lot of yeah. teams are very, very established. Where you, like we said, we have the vets that have been there or even not even the vets, even the new people. But, you're, but they are a team and have been a team. Yeah. And they're used to you as doctors coming in and out of the area. Yeah. So, yeah, tip one, I would say, humble. Humility. <laughs> um, yeah. But I just think, uh, across the board, just remaining, like, humble, nice, keeping it 100. Basically, just treat us as we want to be treated in it. This hierarchy business, I don't think should be happening. At the end of the day, we are one team. If the consultants can have a conversation with us, why can't you? Yeah, definitely. And they know you by name. You have your own relationships with them. Why do you think that, you know, you have to keep a certain level of... What's the best way to describe this? Long story short, be friendly, be accommodating and be welcoming. But, Mm. you know, that could also be said for, like, the new student nurses that are coming in. Yeah. Let's not lie, because I think if you're going back to work in a place you worked before, you feel like you already know the team, nothing really changes. However, and I'm guessing it's quite it's pretty much the same for also the new medical students that are now going into F1 and stuff. Like, you've gone to a new department, you're no longer a student, and I'm guessing the jump from student doctor to junior doctor or student nurse to qualified nurse it's quite mm. big and no one really prepares you for that yeah and it's worth yes mum <laughs> okay. it's a little intro from my mum <laughs> you see nurse we film anywhere and everywhere yeah um what was I saying yeah I think the jump from student to staff nurse or doctor is quite big and you have so much responsibility. Obviously, like we don't want you to lose your GMC pin or your NMC pin because you're working very hard to get there and it wasn't easy. So, you know, if you just keep it 100 with us and be honest, be cool, calm and collect wherever you're going. Obviously, you're new. And as we all know, we've all been there before. And also, it's the same if you're, if you're about to start a new job. You're, you don't know what you're going into. There's no point making assumptions about the place. Just go in with a clear mind and see what it's like and take yeah. it from there because I know for example at places I've worked people have always been like why would you work there like it's horrible x y and z and then I've gone and I've loved it and people after mm-hmm. me have loved it both nurses and doctors like people keep coming back just like me to work there not because they will take us back at any cost but because it's a nice place to work and that's what you want. You want to be able to know that you're going to work and you're going to enjoy it rather than having a stank attitude, having stank days mm. and, not, and not enjoying it. Because let's be honest, you spend more time at work than you do at home or anywhere else. So yeah. utilise the opportunities that you have wherever you are working and take it further. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a great tip, Gigi. <laughs> tip two. <laughs> Tip number two. Um, tip three, acknowledge student nurses. So 
I would say you'll find that nurses can probably help doctors quite a lot. Mm-hmm. With A, they're not in the numbers a lot of the time. Yeah. So they can be like essentially a spare hand. Mm-hmm. A lot of student nurses are very eager to learn. Yeah. So they'll want to support, they'll want to help, they'll want to see something. So that's a chance for you to sharpen up on your teaching skills. Because I'm sure as you go up in your, pro- in your program and in the ranks, you will at one point be a teacher to others and you'll be supporting your fellow junior. Yeah. And um, there's nothing worse than being a student nurse and being ignored by a doctor. Oh, doctor, nurse, whoever. It's but yeah, cool. like there are times when I was a student, maybe in a ward run, and because you, because you were a student, they would not look at you. They wouldn't make eye contact with you. They wouldn't involve you in the conversation. Yet you are part of the that patient's care. Yeah, I it think it's very, very Yeah, it's very very important to to talk to the student nurse, even if it's asking them what their name is, what year they're in, what patient they're looking after, or who is their mentor, or who. Just ask those questions. Make them feel that they're involved, that you see them. Yeah. Because that builds the foundation for their relationship when they become qualified with doctors. Yeah. Because then they don't have that giant gap. And I think even, like, for us, because, well, as you guys know, me and Diane did our final placement together. Yeah. And we got to know the doctors. And, you know, everyone kind of gelled together. It wasn't a hierarchy thing. Even yeah. to the consultants. And, you know, that's something that demonstrates great teamwork. Definitely. They can all come together regardless of your skills and work together, mm-hmm. which is great. So, yeah, guys, utilize everyone. Just be nice. Just mm. be nice, kind and humble. Ask the questions. Just don't assume things because, you know, without being mean, you then end up making an ask of everyone. Mm. So just ask questions. Be polite. Be humble. We're all at one point, like I've said, at one point we were all new new to an area, new to the profession, with new responsibilities. Yeah. And honestly, um, I'll keep repeating this. You have worked too hard to gain your GMC and NMC pin. Do not lose it. Do not do anything to lose it. Definitely. I would also definitely say, um, you know, I don't think I have to say it, but if you're not sure about something, you need to ask someone more yeah. senior than you. There's nothing worse than a doctor standing with a nurse and talk about a care plan for a patient and a parent is sat right there and you're not sure and you're you're blagging or you're trying to fumble your way through the conversation. Yeah, because we're in people's lives. Parents can sniff BS from a mile away, number one. Number two, if you're in an environment, like I said, my environment, where you have long-term patients or children that are there for a long time, mm. parents get to know the system, they get to understand certain things, they get to pick up certain terminology. Yeah. They talk, you make friends with other parents, they share each other's experiences, each other's stories, their children's journeys. So unfortunately, you can't shield them from certain things because they already know them before yeah. you even know them. So I think it's important to be honest and to make sure you understand. And if you're not sure about something, ask someone that you trust. Ask your senior, the consultant that, you know, mentoring you or however it works for you. Yeah. that I, person. Yeah. I think also following on from Diane's point, like it's not even just with kids. I think just in general, like speak to the, your patient's family members. 
Because for all you know, that patient may not have any capacity and you're talking to them thinking they do and they don't even understand what's going on. Like, Make sure that your patients, regardless of what age, and their families understand what, what the scenario is and what it is. I think we also get into a term of sugarcoating because no one wants to be perceived to be giving bad news all the time, but sometimes they just need to hear it. Yeah. And, maybe not, and maybe not be so cutthroat, but, you know, just keep it 100 with them. Just like you want your friends and family and, like, your colleagues and all sorts to be 100 with you, why not do the same with your patients? Mm. That's a hard one. I can't lie. I think that's a challenge that I think is faced in the neonatal environment, sugarcoating. Mm. But I think that's a story for a whole other day about oh, big time. And I don't even think that's just neonatal across the board. It's just, yeah. and it's having those difficult conversations. And it's like, if you don't feel fair enough, I'm not saying, you know, your first day on the shop floor, go out there and start delivering bad news to people. But I think it's probably a skill worth learning as you as you progress throughout your your career and i think it's one of the things to keep in the back of your mind that eventually you may have to do it because you may may be the senior on shift which can happen very quickly because in, in terms for a doctor like for example i don't well i don't know what nikki's like but certain times in a e if there's an emergency going on and all your doctors are now off with that emergency and you've only got one junior you're gonna have to start making some decisions yeah like how do you balance that and it's been able to risk assess and manage where possible and again you're ne- this is where your nursing team has your back because they will be the ones saving the day alongside you like yeah. i remember me and my friend oh i think we were we were quite fresh in the A&E scene many many years ago and so the hospital we worked at was horrific. It was horrifically busy in pediatrics. Adults was heaving. It was getting to pretty much the middle of winter. And there was a serious peds emergency in recess. And on shift, there was only three of us. So me, my friend, and our senior sister. That day, the senior sister had to go to recess because we, I think we had only been qualified like two months or so. And then here's me. And my friend running the board, getting stuff done for patients. And then you've still got like two other season kids. And then you have a junior doctor with you because everyone's with the sick child in recess. That's when like you really do. You, I think sometimes without being mean, those tricky times is where you see the skills of your team and see the skills of your newly qualified and your junior doctors the most because you haven't got anyone else to fall back on. If it's not yourselves, yeah. what's going to happen to the rest of the department? Mm. you've got to keep pushing but I guess in like places like the wards and also possibly NICU like that should never happen because there always should be more people around yeah there tends to be people around in those areas I would say yeah but all but I'm saying it's just utilize there the are situations where you are going to have to make decisions yeah in the moment for example mm. and I think I wouldn't want that responsibility to an extent yeah I think I still have it sometimes, but being the doctor, you guess you're the overseer, you're the main practitioner in that situation. Yeah. So, yeah, as Gigi said, just, I guess, be ready, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, what tip is that? That's number four? I don't even know what tip number that is. I think it might be tip um, number four. 
I would say another thing that's really important is to debrief. Big time. Um, with, with anybody, it might not be the team that you're on with or it might not be a, a big incident. It could just be a day that you had and you did something new or you were spoken to by a member of staff and have a way that you're not used to or mm. you're faced with a very emotional family or you, you've just seen something you've never seen and you, you need to talk about it. I think medical professionals, they get it so difficult because I couldn't imagine going into a different area like every six months and having to be the person that makes important decisions. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to learn on people's lives, real lives. You know, this is not the 10 where you can make a decision, press play, watch it play out, pause, stop, rewind and make the decision again. Yeah. You're making it in real time and you're having to see what decisions you make, how they follow through, how they come, how they come about kind of thing. Yeah. So I would say definitely debrief, definitely find someone you trust that you can talk to and say, you know, this was what my day was like, or it was like this. And there's some people who don't want to hear it, but find that person who you know is happy to listen, happy to let you express themselves so that you can let that day go. Yeah. And you can keep it pushing. Yeah. Because what I found with it, I remember first qualifying was reflecting. I know uni always said, write it down in a diary, keep it like a, a journal. That wasn't it for me. But sometimes it's just random dates, writing it out. And also just speaking it like, it's like I speak to Diane and the rest of like our nursing colleagues that we went to uni with and discuss it. And I'm guessing that'll be the same for the doctor, doctor colleagues. Because you mm. will have your own little groups that, you know, you're close to. And debriefing is so important because otherwise there's a high risk of burnout. And you're, going, you're jumping from, like I said, you're jumping from student to clinician. That alone is a big jump itself. Mm. So we want to keep you in the profession as long as possible to do the great jobs you're doing. So take your time out and kick back and relax and debrief. Mm. And also just remember that nurses, mm-hmm. we are the predominant voice of the patient in a sense. We spend the most time with them. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if you're not sure about something or if you're struggling, just sometimes talk to the nurse. And I sometimes feel like there's always this this gap between the communication in certain areas yeah. or people feel that they can't talk to certain nurses. Or, But I kind of feel like you need to take away that fear, like rip off the plaster. Yeah dive in because if you don't you will struggle you know it will be difficult no i'm there with you communication yeah communication is very key very 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 key big time because at the end of the day life is too short you guys have done an amazing thing to get to where you are now in your career you're just embarking on the next journey and we as the nurses who stay in the same place we're here to help utilize us yeah we are all one team we're all fighting for the same cause and also just to keep it real you are going to get people that are not nice you are going to get nurses that don't have time for new people mm-hmm. you are going to get nurses that are short with you that are impatient with you that are frustrated that you can't do something straight away yeah but unfortunately unfortunately that is life unfortunately and yeah. It shouldn't be like that, but it is. That's just life. You like people, you don't like people. Once you learn 
yeah, once you learn those nurses and you meet them and you realise who those people are, you learn how to handle them in terms of yeah. you learn how to approach them, you learn how to talk to them. You learn, you learn. That's what I would say, you learn. Yeah. And it's something that everybody experiences. That I don't let anybody who is a doctor feel that when they go into an area, gosh, I'm being singled out because of this or... No, there's, it happens. And it happens even within the nursing team. So it, it's not... It's not personal. It's not, don't ever take it personal. Yeah. If anything, just keep it at work. Don't take the workload home. You're not caseload holding. You don't need to be taking that stress home with you. No. Leave it at the door and go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But guys, I think I just, again, as we're... We're coming up to like the new term of school, whether it's uni or you're just about to qualify and you're about to go into your first, your first time roles. Also remember like a lot of a lot of the people that are finishing have also spent like the last three to four months working during corona times. So you will also feel like you're part of the team already. And hopefully if you are staying in the same team, people have, have already embraced you in. Yeah. So just again. Like my big thing, as everyone knows, is self-care and looking after yourselves because I think you are number one. And that's really all I can say. Just take care of yourself, guys. You're working on a beautiful new journey. Despite what's going on with the government, with healthcare, et cetera, et cetera, you're doing a great thing. Yeah. Yeah, more or less. Just be humble. Listen to the team. Admit when you don't know something. Be brief and be safe in your practice yeah. don't try and do things that you're not sure of or not equipped or qualified to do yeah and respect everybody and remember that it's a jigsaw and every every puzzle piece must fit together for the the care to yeah. be given the highest standard and the best quality so don't be against anybody try and be for each other in the best possible way yeah um, and you can have yeah. like you can have your disagreements but that's when you discuss and that's the whole sense of teamwork you're going to have people that don't agree but you're going to come to a conclusion whether it's you agree, agree to disagree or you find a solution that works that's really all that matters yeah most definitely which will if anything improve all of our learning skills because you learn different things but on that note guys i think we should keep it pushing for today yeah so that's yeah that's a little a short and sweet from nurses to doctors who are going into into their into yeah i guess the, their new year and going on their new rotations mm. what things to be aware of when you are starting in areas and, to, and from a nurse perspective so almost like nurses to doctors you know an fyi more or less so on that note, guys, please feel free to email, like, share, and subscribe. Please also check us out on Apple Music. Uh, no, not Apple Music. Oh, God, sorry. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Spotify. Send us an email at thenursinghandover at gmail.com. Also hit, up, hit us up on our socials and also on our personals if you want to have a chin wag. At, for Diane, it's at DD Looks. And for me, it's... Wow, I was about to say it's Jerry. That's really not my, my IG name. It's um, Jelly Bean with many A's and many L's. But yeah, guys, so we'll ho- hopefully be back next week with another episode for you guys. Bye.
And I hope you guys have enjoyed this sweet, short and sweet episode. Yeah, please like, share, subscribe. <laughs> like what the YouTubers say. Yeah. And yeah, like Judy said, look out on socials. We're definitely working on being more interactive, more engaging. Yeah. We're not, so, I, well, I for one, I'm not a social media savvy person. So I'm having to learn to be engaging, but it's coming, it's growing, it's getting there. We're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. 100. But yeah, from us guys, we will talk to you guys soon. Yep. Time to go sleep for night shift. <laughs>